Hi, my name is Amber Arger and I'm a Reiki master and a shamanic practitioner. And I have started these podcasts as a way of sharing some of my learnings um, over the course of nearly 10 years of um, self-healing, my own healing journey, and also uh, of nearly eight years as a healer and a teacher um, helping others uh, to remember their truth, really. Um, We're just the channel. Um, I wanted to talk today about self-love. It's something that's been coming up quite a lot recently in healings. And, um, I mean, I think there's a lot to be said around self-love, but there's a few uh, observations that I've made that I thought it might be nice to share. I mean, what is self-love and and how do we find our path to it in us? Um, How do we make it something that is second nature and when did we become disconnected from love of self i see this a lot in healings and and often how it works out is that there's such a yearning for love in one's life and it will be projected out onto i want this relationship or this person or i'm tired of being single i want someone in my life uh and this seeking for love when actually the union uh of love in oneself it has not happened. Um, that relationship with oneself has not happened. And so if we keep seeking it on the outside, it's never really going to come our way because we haven't found it on the inside. We're not embodying it. Um, it's taken me a while to realize, uh, but when I did, it truly transformed my life, that the two most relation, two most important relationships in our lives are those that we have with ourselves and those that we have with spirit in that order. Um, Because when we're in right relationship with ourself, then we can be in right relationship with spirit. Then we stop the projection. We stop abdicating power or guilt. And we no longer do things to appease what we see as a wrathful spirit. And we no longer look to spirit like a child to give us everything that we do, we desire with without taking any physical action in the world. We no longer clench our fists at the divine when life doesn't go exactly how we planned it, but we start to see life as the union of man and spirit, as a working relationship. And we we start to truly recognize that our earthly presence allows us to be spirit manifest, to be love in action to be the holy in action, to be divine in action, uh, in a a proactive and heart-centered, non-zealot way. Because if we're enforcing our pathway um, as the only one to spirit, then that's just another example of lack of self-knowing and love. And, And then if we're doing that, we need to ask, what is it in us that feels we must convert and convince others to feel that we are fulfilling our purpose? Surely all we are here to do is to follow our hearts and to spread love and compassion to others. So self-love. Many people will struggle. I mean, I think we all do with our earthly incarnation, with, with this physical vehicle so to speak. Thighs too big, breasts too small, nose too wonky, hair not dark enough, light enough, enough. Not tall enough, too tall, not big enough, too skinny, 
You know, we constantly have this mantra of we are not enough. And I think we've all struggled to accept that this is our body, this is our face forever. This is how we look, whether we like it or not. It's us. And so we better learn to like it because we wake up with it every day. This is the costume we chose to wear in this, in, in this incarnation. And, and I believe that that will have been for a very specific reason or a set of reasons. And the so-called faults may, may actually be our greatest learnings. In, in nothing else than acceptance. Because if we can't accept ourselves at the most naked and vulnerable level, how can we ever truly accept another? Judgment will be the nail in that coffin of intimacy. Of course, we have the ability to change what we don't like. And I'm not necessarily advocating going under the knife, but, um, you know, if it's truly something that's going to bring peace into our lives, then, then it's certainly, I know something that has transformed people's lives in the past but it but it needs to be something that we take on as a sacred act and not as a band-aid something that is about making the best of our attributes and our strengths rather than fulfilling an empty need and of course we can wear what suits us the most exercise to define our bodies eat well it's not about self-absorption it's about celebrating who we are which is what self-love is a self-celebration there are no quick fixes and, you know, often this addiction to, to wanting to change ourselves can be about a quick fix, but somehow the wound never gets fixed. And often the wound, that fault that we perceive in ourselves can be traced back to an event, a moment in time, and something happened that will have shattered that innate belief that we have as children that everything is beautiful. On a personal level, I'll say, you know, I didn't notice things in myself until others started to judge me on my appearance. And and once that happened, I felt that there was something wrong with how I looked. So on a really basic level, I didn't notice the colour of my skin until I experienced racism at a really young age. Um... Until then, I believed everything was perfect and how it was meant to be. I didn't compare myself to anyone else until someone else did that for me. And then that planted the seeds of disconnection from self. And when we're disconnected from self, we are then further away from spirit. Because everything is the face of spirit. Everything has a place in nature, from the most ornate animals and birds to the most neutral. Because everything is equally worthy. It's as if we're in an orchestra and... And we all have our own particular tune to play. But if everyone was playing the same note in a band, that would be a really dull band. It would be a real dirge of the senses. So when we celebrate ourselves and what makes us unique with humility, we're actually thanking spirit for everything we've been gifted with, no matter how deficient it may seem. And I think one of the main reasons we have such respect for those who have debilitating injuries and conquer the restrictions placed upon them is because we see a human honouring what they do have and using all that they have to be the best that they came here to be. You know, when we see that, uh, that, that might of spirit... Um, when we see those who endure great crippling illnesses or injuries or disfigurements go about their daily lives... And, and not only that, but then take on feats of endurance, we're humbled because it places our small concerns over the size of our thighs into perspective. Self-love will have its individual challenges for everyone, and it will be a unique journey for each of us. 
But until we are in love with self, we cannot truly love another and we cannot come home to the arms of spirit because we shall be forever comparing or competing or playing games or cheating or lying or projecting from our wounds that ultimately say, I'm not good enough. So self-love is about saying, I am good enough. Uh, How do we go about self-love? Energetically, there are many ways that we can start to heal those wounds where we were told that we weren't good enough. We can trace back the event. We can send healing to that event. We can start to view it from the eyes of an adult. We can send healing to the child in us that feels wounded by that event. Um, We can do this through inner dialogue, through a space of meditation. But we can also do this just with practicals in our life. You know, it really is about how much um, care do you take of yourself. It's quite amazing in healing. So I'll often ask people, you know, how, how comfortable do you feel in your body or how much time do you spend looking after yourself? And so often people will, will say barely, barely anything. Um, you know, how often do you look at yourself in the mirror naked and truly love what you see, not judge it? How often do you, and this is simple things, moisturize or take a long, luxurious bath or have a day that's going to be a day of pampering. And this isn't about money. This is just about how often do you spend time on yourself doing things that truly celebrate your body, celebrate you? How often do you indulge in something like a day of painting or a day of uh, I don't know, dance or singing or writing, I mean, indulging your passions or, or, or do you merely just get up, put your clothes on, go to work and, and disconnect yourself from your body? Because if that's what we're doing, then how can we truly, truly expect someone else to love us, honour us, see us as the God or the goddess if we're not doing that to ourselves? It has to start with us. And when it starts with us, it will be reflected out in our world because the outside is a reflection of the inner So if we have relationships where people dishonor us in some way, dishonor our bodies or dishonor our desires, we have to ask, what is it in me that is being reflected out there? How am I allowing myself to put up with behavior like that? And why is that? For some people, it will be because at a young age, their boundaries were crossed or they were treated in such a way that they felt dishonored. For others, it will be something that happened later on in life. Everyone has their own particular wounds. But the the important thing is that we actually tend to those wounds. We don't band-aid them. And by band-aiding them, which I said before, what I mean is that we don't just go out and buy a pretty dress and hope that it will fill the wound. And then it doesn't. And so three weeks later, we buy another pretty dress or a car or whatever it is to help us feel better about ourselves. But it will never really work. This is how people get into debt. This is how people get addictions. Because we're trying to fill something in us that will not be filled by material gain. It will only be filled by self-love. Because really what we're seeking is love. We're not seeking a new pretty dress or a new car. We're seeking love. And that's another good practice is that, you know, if, if we find that we have this tendency, something bad happens, we have a difficult day or we break up with someone or we have a row with someone and immediately we seek to band-aid that wound by buying something, getting something, having a drink, whatever it is, is to just sit with that urge and ask what is beneath that urge? What do I really need to feel right now? Because 99% of the time it isn't that we want a new dress or a new car, it's that we want to feel something. We want to feel loved, we want to feel desirable, we want to feel alive, we want to feel energized, we want to feel passionate and there are ways of feeling that. 
Sometimes, yes, a pretty dress will help, but sometimes there are other ways that we can feel that, and sometimes we need to feel deep into that wound to truly start the healing. So that, as I said, anything that we do bring into our lives is a celebration of self, not something to mask the inner pain. When we master self-love, when we have a love relationship with ourselves in a healthy way, uh, then we can have that healthy relationship with others. And we have a healthy relationship with self because we see ourselves as a reflection of spirit, as a reflection of the divine. Why would we be created imperfect? We have to find perfection in ourselves. If we're constantly finding fault, the world will seem an empty, cruel, fault-ridden place. We'll never find peace. But if we can look at all aspects of ourselves and find perfection in that, perfection in the imperfect, imperfectly perfect, then we find peace. There really is no such thing as perfection. Um, you know, perfection is a quest for for rigidity. Everything is fluid. So the, the thighs that we don't like today will be different in a month's time, in six months' time. You know, the, the hair that we don't like today will be different. I mean, everything is fluid. Our perceptions are fluid. Um, some of the most challenging journeys for those who have been profoundly disfigured or have have lost limbs is to is to find that self-love to find that perfection within a body that may on some level be judged as letting them down but we can find perfection because there is no such thing as perfection because it is just about unconditional love truly and if we can love ourselves unconditionally then we can allow another to love us unconditionally and we can love another no one can heal us that is a fact and no one can tell us we are good enough but we can say that to ourselves spirit has always loved us and always shall but until we allow ourselves to feel worthy of love we shall be unable to see that we shall be unable to feel that that no fixing is needed just acceptance and love self-love You can visit my website on www.sacredspacehealing.org. That's www.sacredspacehealing.org. There are a couple of guided meditations there that can assist with this. Um, I think with self-love, I would particularly draw your attention to the inner forgiveness meditation and the temple of union meditation, which is really about uh, self-love on different levels. So perhaps they may resonate with you. Thank you for listening and until the next time.